Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. When was the last time we recorded a podcast after two back-to-back home wins, Rocco? Oh, now you're asking. Oh, must be Bielsa. Has to be. The answer to everything. <laughs> default. <laughs> just Bielsa. Uh, and I'm happy with that. So that's fine. We can just like, maybe in a year or so time, it'll just default to eras, won't it? It'll be like, oh, the Marsh era. Or, oh God. I shouldn't oh, no, say that. that. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't catch up in the week, but QPR. Uh, but it was well, it was very nice to get the win, obviously. But it was a bit of a weird night, really, wasn't it? A bit subdued, very subdued. Yeah, I think I think a combination of us just being so far superior and them not really trying to do anything to to equalise until injury time. It was, I mean, it was plainly obvious, really, what they were doing. Like once we'd taken the lead, they, like it was obvious they were just happy to to hold on to being one nil down until until going for it at the end. And um, so yeah, I feel like everyone was just just waiting for something. And yeah, it was a bit disappointing that we never got on top of them second half. Really, we didn't play well. I, di- I didn't think particularly considering how bad they were. But I'm completely fine with it. Like no issues at all. You know, Bielsa in his in his two championship seasons. There was loads of games that we just ground out results, you know, against even the worst teams in the league. And, and I remember that first season, we were saying the same things all season. Someone's going to cop a massive, yeah, we're going to we're going to batter some. Like, it didn't really happen until that West Brom four 0 game. Like every game was a like a one goal victory. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, that's what the best teams do. All good. You can come out of games like Southampton a few days before, and you can have absolute stinkers because. Everyone's in their in their own mind with a little bit of doubt. Like footballers always sort of say, you know, the beliefs in the team, etc. But it must creep in, especially against a side like Southampton, where they've come down. They're in a similar sort of position to us in terms of everything that's happened within the club. So I think it. I think it was a really good win. It did feel like we made it hard for ourselves, but overall, really chuffed. Went with them, Joe. Who wrote our theme tune? It was always good to see him, and I like calling it out as well because it's just a test if he's listened. <laughs> but there's a sit next to a guy called Adam, and it's so funny because when all the players are warming up, was down there, and so bearing in mind like his sort of backstory recently, he's been driving whilst disqualified and without um, insurance. Apparently, I'm going to say apparently because I don't know what the <laughs> the legal thing is on this. Um, You're talking about Pervader, but yeah, not Adam. I think Adam's <laughs> legit. Uh, well, I think, I don't know. And, and you know, the fact that he's got a picture of a, a massive portrait of himself in his house as well and p- positions himself as a bit godlike. So Adam uh, started off a chant, and, and I like it. It's like just completely reductive of all those things. And it's Ian, Ian, Ian. And I really wanted it to catch on, and I hope it does. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to make that happen with the well, tiny I, voice that I have. I think you've been championing that all season. Every time we mention him, <laughs> that's true. That's what you do that is true. Actually, yeah. Adam, now, now you're I know why. Adam's not having it. It's mine. But any sort of any sort of litigious libel things, they're all Adam. So yeah. So press conference. So got that out of the way, and then we we're in straight to a Farka press conference and. Rocco, we talked about press conferences and and you covering these and talking about them on the pod, and and I so I the idea was that I would sort of come in fresh and hear everything back as you sort of say it and kind of be able to react react to it. But there was so much noise on Twitter about Farka's press conference that I just had to dip in and watch the whole thing. And yeah, Farka's so cool, isn't he? He's incredible. Yeah, I love him. And and yeah, obviously we start with the. The answer about the striker situation and yeah it was so Bielsa-esque obviously I loved that yeah, and, and a good a good long description of his thoughts very sure of himself which I loved I would have liked him and I know we're never going to be able to press him on this now um, but I would have liked him to rather than just talking about Perot as a striker I'd have liked to hear him talk about Rutter as a number 10 that would have interested me to to see what he thought because you know I mean, my thinking, and, and I've said before, I'm happy with what he's doing. I don't have a problem. Piro scoring lots of goals and, you know, we're doing great. But yeah, I'd have, my thinking is that Rutter might be better at 10 than Piro is at 10. And Piro obviously will be good at nine. Uh, so I would have liked to sort of hear him talk about Rutter's qualities and attributes uh, and suitability for playing number 10. Um, but he didn't talk about that. And yeah, miss the boat now. No one's going to push him on it ever again. Because he's been proved right and he's been right. Well, he knows about strikers, five top scorers in six years. It's not too bad, is it? I would like you to be in a, a press conference and ask him about Rutter as 10 and him just look at you and just tell you to get out <laughs> and say, I know, I know my business. Yeah, oh dear. Good uh, lad. Yeah, he is a good lad. And I think there's so many things like little mannerisms about the whole thing where he was quite clearly sort of peed off about being asked the question or a, a sort of roundabout question and he sort of shut down the journalist I don't know who it was actually and sh- shut him down but in a really nice manner sort of saying you know it's fine that we all have these opinions and people talk about it etc I just thought yeah he just he just did it in such a, a cool calm way I'll, I'll, I do very much like the man yeah he let himself down though actually and to say that he is such a cool customer he used his didn't win it in the lottery thing again so he said it about Bamford, he didn't win his England cap in the lottery. And then he said it about someone else, I can't actually remember who, now it's escaped me, but he used the same line again. So I was a bit disappointed about that. You know, I thought it could have come up with something a bit more original. So yeah, something to think on over the internet, over the eye break. That's a, bit, that's a bit harsh. Like he's not going to know like hundreds of English phrases. I mean, he do, to be fair though, he does know Speedy Gonzalez, which isn't English, obviously. But what, so on that then, Rocco, Put you on it. What do you know in German? Nine. So actually, that's no, isn't it? So, I know a bit actually. Landschaft so, ist United. Yeah. Very, very, that's good. So, I, my German, don't know any, didn't study it at school, uh, didn't attend any lessons anyway of German at school. Uh, so, I asked my wife, because she did, said, what, what German could you kind of recommend for me to show off with on the, on the podcast? Uh, you've got, you've got to guess what this means, Rocco. Schwarzwerterkühltorte. Oh, black, black sausage. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, my wife definitely did say, didn't say that. Let me tell you. <laughs> it, it's actually uh, Black Forest Gatto. 
There you go. <laughs> there you go. You might, you might need that. You might need that in future. So yeah, and before the game, when was this? Th- maybe Thursday, actually. I saw Angus Kinnear in the street in Leeds. Wow. I saw oh my him. God. I was walking the, the path and he was in his car. He almost pulled out on someone. I don't know whether that's libelous as well. So he allegedly pulled out, <laughs> nearly <laughs> pulled out in front of someone. But I, I was so tempted to just shout, Rocco's not sorry. Oh dear, bless him. It's all right now that we're winning every week, isn't it? Don't, right. I'm not quite as angry as I was. That's it. Perfect CEO, isn't he? So, yeah. Moving on to Saturday, and it was such a lovely day. I managed to like I've been I've been worried like proper dad worries that I'm not going to be able to get the the last mowing of the lawn in before they stop collecting the brown bins. So Saturday morning, rushed that before <laughs> before heading off to Leeds. So it's an absolute mess. I looked at it today, and I've missed so much of it as well. <laughs> but yeah, I've still not- yeah. I don't know when the last bin collection is, but anyone out there, you want to check because you know you could miss it. You stuck with a stinky brown bin all winter. And yeah, brilliant afternoon. I was absolutely sweating by the time I got to Ellen Road. I couldn't believe how warm it was. I felt really good atmosphere, I think, because it was a Saturday afternoon and, and just there was like loads of families around. And that's the difference between uh, the Wednesday night and the Saturday. And it was just a really good atmosphere. And as I say, weather was good. And it, it was a, one of them where Bristol actually start, started off really well. And uh, it did feel like initially they were just hammering balls out to Archie, uh, sorry, to their, to their left-hand side and where Archie Gray was. And, and it felt like they'd sort of been practicing that all week, regardless of who was there, whether it was something that they were aiming for with maybe Luke Aylin playing. Didn't want to say it, but I have. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's interesting that he didn't play Ailing, and I think it's a sign that he is, you know, fa- phasing out him, possibly. I mean, ob- well, obviously Aylin is planned to be the backup to Jed. Spence. Jed Spence. So yeah, I think I think I was quite happy. I think both selections actually are worth mentioning Wednesday as well, because it was a big he had a few big calls and he pretty much did exactly what I wanted him to do. And then same on Saturday. Um, bringing back James I thought was fair because I thought James did really well when he uh, when he came on midweek. So yeah, good selections. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like people have said about Bristol City being the best team that we faced this season or up there and and I I didn't really get that at all to be honest I, I still felt now I must say actually I'll interrupt myself and say that I've had a few beers on oh Saturday. no he's not watched it at all this is going to be good so, isn't it? so I was really 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 calm just like expecting us to win like even when they equalized I was I was quite calm but yeah it just felt like we were so superior and you know so solid with Strike, who's getting better and better, and and rode on. You know, I I just yeah, I just felt like we were we were you know I thought we played really well, and and we we're just much the better team. You know, a lot a lot better game than midweek. Definitely the better side. I did think Bristol were pretty good. Like apart from Ipswich, I thought they were probably the best we've come up against. I don't I don't think Southampton were anything great. I just don't think we turned up. If I'm honest, but I thought Bristol did well. <laughs> Did it cause us any problems? Like, I, I can't remember Melia making a save. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like, they didn't, I don't think they had a lot of shots on goal, but they were just passing it around well. And I think they were pressing us quite well. There's times where we really early on, we just couldn't really get out from the back, is my, is my memory of it. Yeah, and interested. And actually, funnily enough, well, talk about Archie Gray. And I watched back the highlights and I watched back the extended highlights on LUTV, as I always do. And he's, he doesn't really feature in them. <laughs> and, it, and it's one of those where, you know, if you, 
he had such a good game, I thought, like brilliant to be sort of thrown in at right back, having the experience at under 17 level for England. And he scored a belter for England, actually. And it's interesting that if you just tuned in and watched the highlights, you would have no idea like what impact and how good he was in that game. Yeah, he was he was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was amazing. I think it was his best game, actually, for us. Not saying that he's a right back. I think clearly he will be a central midfielder. Um, but it is interesting. I remember Gerard when he came into the Liverpool team, you know, probably 18. Don't think he was as young as 17. And he was at central midfield. And then by the end of the season, he was playing right back for them and like playing really well there. So it's interesting that, yeah, young midfielder like Archie has been shunted out there as well and yeah maybe maybe it's good for his development in some way but I just thought he looked so assured and you know I don't think they ever beat him he stood up to everything obviously he's so good on the ball it was a bit of a yeah a bit of a masterstroke from Farker really considering the issue that we had um, I mean obviously he could have stuck with Ailing and it probably would have been okay but yeah to, to bring obviously wanted Kamara to play so to trust Archie to to start his second game of the week in it right back, absolutely fantastic and great experience for him, I'm sure. Yeah, and on the other side, sort of mirroring that, Byron was having a great game, as we've just come to expect. Like, he's another one of them where I just think we expect a, a between an 8 and 10 type performance. And him, Somerville and Ruter were all linking really well down that side, in the, particularly in the first half. And the one that obviously stands out is the one that was pinged into the box from Somerville in the end and Ruta smashed it in. <laughs> into the top tier of the South stand, bless him. Did you think it would was going to be one of those days? Well, it would have been amazing. But did you think it was going to be one of them days when that happened? Or were you no, too pissed, Rocker? I was too pissed. Huh. I was too merry. And, uh, yeah, he, I mean, it was a weird one, that. I, I didn't realise that Rutter had missed, actually. I don't have the best view from where I am of that. I just, I actually thought, I thought Somerville had, like, hit the post and then some, like, somehow it had gone over the bar. I've, yeah, I had no idea what had happened. Seeing the replay back, it's, yeah. A terrible miss, but you know it does happen. You know the the best strikers miss chances, and and he's the best striker, and he missed a bad chance, but not not bothered. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought Somerville as well. I think in these last two games, I thought Somerville was a, a shining light. And I just love, I love when he gets the ball in midfield, and you know just like just like explodes, like you know just like sprinting forward so fast, just gets away from his men, like the ball. Like stuck to his feet, um, really impressive, and I can completely see why Farker likes him at number ten. Um, you know, he might not be like creator in chief, you know, splitting the defense with with great vision, but that ability to turn and carry the ball uh, towards goal and bearing down on the back four, and you know, having the movement of the other forwards to to open everything up. It's I think it's a great weapon. So yeah, really happy with him. He had his gloves on in twenty degree heat. He'll be allowed to wear him soon. Probably after, well, after the eye break, it'll be acceptable, <laughs> won't it? Joe will be in his blanket. <laughs> we'll, we'll return back to normal. Joe actually messaged me during the game and said, he's like, as that bloke behind us shouted, Somerville, get your fucking gloves off again. <laughs> oh, he was really annoyed, that bloke. He came out second half, he didn't have his, his gloves on. So, you know, he obviously realised, yeah, it's pretty, pretty warm, actually. Oh, oh, did he take him off second half? See, you didn't. that's how drunk you were, Rocco. You didn't even notice <laughs> the glove change. Um, so, Ampadu had a shot, uh, left-footed on the edge of the box. Uh, Daniel James, called him his full name there, that's a bit weird, uh, passed mm. it to him. And 
Yeah, great, great shot. I wasn't, I was expecting it to just blaze over. And then I think he did sort of revert to type where he tried to play a through ball later on or like didn't get over the top. It just went out for a, well, it just went really, really wide. Yeah. Do you think he, do you think he wasn't up to his best on Saturday? Like you've mentioned that we were struggling to play out from the back. And I guess that was probably, I think he was just getting, partly his fault. I think he was just getting pressed quite a lot. I think it was, it, it was one of them games where he had less time than I've seen in other matches and that that can only be a tactical instruction to get tight on him very, very quickly. So, But you you also knew that they were going to tire from it because you can't sustain it. And so that's why out of the blocks they were, you know, they were really tight on us. But yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw a few places sort of questioning, you know, whether he'd had a good game, but he had a great game. You know, he, he had moments where he's not been 100% perfect like we've seen in other matches, but he was still still very, very good. I did did some little stats stat read ups. Uh, he's got the first, sorry, he's got the third amount, third highest amount of blocks in the division. Pretty impressive. That's that is impressive because I remember Calvin Phillips's highlights reel from the championship, and it included loads of blocks, um, impressive blocks. So that's good to see. I was thinking, actually, this is how carried away I am. I was wondering next season in the Premier League, oh, get God. Phillips back. Phillips and Ampadu and Kamara. Yeah, either all three of them. Oh, Gray as well. Bloody hell, embarrassment of riches. But yeah, get Phillips back to share the, share the load with, uh, with Ampadu and, and help him along. Um, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'd be up for that. Very much so. And What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I was talking before about Somerville, Byram and Ruto on the left-hand side. Um, there, was another, there was another one actually where it came into Ruta eventually and he sort of outside of his foot just like curled it through the legs of uh, their right back. It's just glorious. There's, there's so many like, we'll, we'll obviously talk about them as we go through it, but there's so many like beautiful Ruta moments in that game. He's a, he's a pest, like a good, a good pest, not like a sex pest. I love him. Absolutely love him. I can't believe how good he is compared to how bad I thought he was. It's a, it's a revelation. He, I did a stat check. Well, I came across a stat. Uh, 21 him. chances. 21 chances since the 1st of September he's created. That's the most in the division. That's insane. In fact, it's the most in every division in England. Ever, um, that's how good he is. Ever created in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. I don't think... I don't think I've seen a striker like him at Leeds. Like, I'm not saying he's the best striker we've ever had. I'm saying he will be. But like the, the style of striker he is, he's just totally different to everything. And he's, and he's just brilliant. I just love watching him. He's, a, he's an absolute joy. You never know quite what he's going to do. But it's always exciting when the ball goes into him. And 
he just always seems to do the right thing as well. You know, he's not he's not overplaying anything. You know, we'll always play the right pass at the right time at the right way. It's just so impressive. And yeah, you know, you you have to also say, I mean, I'll never I'll never thank Orta, but it's a nice consolation prize out of all that crap that he delivered to us that we have this at the end of it because he's just looking sensational. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm enjoying watching him. I was just trying to think then, like, who does he actually remind me of of previous Leeds players? I don't think there is, but there is kind of like a medley of people that I see in him. It's like a bit of Rafinha, yeah. a bit of Samu Saiz, although he's like very much more two-footed as opposed to Samu Saiz, who used to just turn on the outside of his right boot like constantly, <laughs> didn't he? But yeah, he's, he's, he's mega excited to watch and you can give a lot of credit to those sort of players because they are you know, like we always do every week, we sort of look away from Ampadu because he, he does the sort of, he does the, not easy stuff, he, do, he does the things that are just required of a game that aren't necessarily creative like very, very well and you and you kind of tend to lean in towards people like Ritter all the time. But um, there was a yeah. shout, shout for a penalty in the first half, I don't know if you remember that, but it was just very, very clumsy from their defender and I watched it back and I it could easily be a, def- a penalty, like in my view. But here we are, championship. We don't want VAR, so we can we can move on from God, that. No. Just so while on Rutter, I just wanted to say also his reaction to missing that sitter was great. Actually, like when you compare it to what happened when he missed against Sheffield Wednesday, like it shows how much more confident he is. You know, he just put his hands to his face as he walked back to you know to start the game again. You know, couldn't believe that he'd missed, but he didn't look distraught at all. It was almost like oh, you know, he, he sort of. I don't know, he just exuded confidence that he'd get another chance and he'd score. And he did score, but sadly he was offside, which was a shame. But yeah, just, yeah, I thought that was quite telling, yeah, compared to him just like laying on the floor and yeah, being heartbroken at missing. Um, it's good to see. I think we talked about that briefly at the Hull game, didn't we, when he missed that effort that we were sort of saying these are the sort of moments where he just has to pick himself up and carry on. And like you said, in the Sheffield Wednesday game, when that happened, his head just dropped and he sort of then went missing for the rest of the game. And I think it's like the sign of a decent pro to just move on from the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, lovely stuff. Kamara, like, so we haven't even talked about the first goal yet. We haven't even got there yet. But the first goal, Kamara did a lovely turn in midfield where he just sort of let the ball run past him. And Pirro shot from the outside. And we've talked about this before. And and it just creating problems and I think the last one that I can remember it happening was Sinistera outside the box at Ipswich. And then Pirro obviously mopped it up and scored the goal. But the thing I like about shooting from outside the box and that and that happening is that if like it swerved wildly in front of the keeper because you could see it from where we were. And it just causes sort of unrest when it pops out from the keeper. Like everyone's out of position because no one's expecting it. And then you get these like moments where I think Ruta ended up pressing uh, their defender and then pinged it across the box. Somerville sort of missed it past it to, and then Dan James just sort of smashed it in. So yeah, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I think Kamara does. He often shows those those just like moments of quality, uh, you know, proper quality to to do that little turn, um, as well as all the sort of keep it simple stuff that he does as well. So I was impressed with him. And yeah, lovely goal, lovely goal. And that touch by Somerville. I mean, if it was a, a, a pass, <laughs> like an attempted assist, like, yeah, sensational. And a uh, lovely finish by James Nickel. Really like him, like what he's doing, how he's playing is, is great. I think he's, again, you know, I think he looks better than he has, ever has playing for us. And obviously we're in the championship now, but, you know, heading into the championship, I still didn't 
I didn't believe that he would be able to or that he would play like this. I, I didn't think he had it in him to to deliver the crosses that he does and have the end products that, he, that he's that he's putting about there now. And it just shows you what confidence does. And, you know, when you're playing in a good team surrounded by good players, winning games compared to, you know, scratting around for every point in the, in the Premier League, it's it's like that's massive. Plus, obviously, you've got the higher quality opponents that you're up against. Um, but yeah, everyone just seems so much more calm now, relaxed and yeah, sort of trusting their ability, you know, probably seeing now what, you know, what James has produced in training and, and what a lot of other players probably did, but couldn't couldn't put it on the pitch. So really happy with him. Yeah, just absolutely delighted that he scored. So we've got to give credit to Somerville and it being a pass and being an assist because the, uh, the stats so far in the league have given some of these weird missed pass shot type things to Daniel James as assist for him because he's second for assists and he's the top over 90 minute averages. So bloody beautiful and he deserves it and to think like you know we could have had Harrison back with us but the fact that Harrison has gone out and we've got Dan James firing on all cylinders can't ask for more really we've got a big a big well probably a high amount of wages off our bill and and we we don't seem to have dropped in quality which is great yeah definitely Um, yeah I think I said in the summer like the more relegation players go the better I was completely happy I mean Harrison I don't I don't know if I hold it against him going out on loan to Everton. I think I do a bit, but I'm happy he's gone. Don't know. Would you welcome him back? Would he get in the squad? I don't know. Maybe, maybe for Jaden Anthony if we can't keep him, but not bothered. Forget about him. Yeah, he scored a he scored a goal, didn't he, for Everton against Bournemouth? Which it's one of them, isn't it? It's like not sure whether I'm happy or sad. <laughs> At um, least it was against Bournemouth. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, let's move on from him. He's not. He's, yeah. not, he's not with us. Bugger him. Yeah, no, I put a note here of Kamara was sort of winning stuff higher up the pitch, but what, one of the things that I kind of noticed on Saturday was around all of us where we were sat, and I don't know whether, what it was like where you were, but a lot of people were sort of getting a bit annoyed at Melier um, for sort of flapping at the ball quite a lot and not and not catching it when he should. What are your thoughts on that? I don't really agree, to be honest. Like, yeah, I know what you mean, um, but I think I think he's, you know, he seems to be getting pretty decent fists on balls. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bothered about him not, not catching everything. I think it's fine. I don't know, like the goal that we conceded, I, I wouldn't have put any blame on him whatsoever. Although I think he was, was he potentially at fault for, I think he did make a bit of a mess to the, to lead to the corner. Is that right? I think so, yeah. But yeah, the, the equaliser itself, that, that was definitely bad by Kamara. I don't know what he was doing there, to be fair. Ended up just like, <laughs> like backwards, like back to the ball and no challenge on the header, which was disappointing really. Yeah, but let him off one mistake. On that corner, I think it was this guy who took the corner, but it was he's called Gardner Hickman, and his name is so long on his shirt that it like arches over. And I'm sure they've like, <laughs> I'm sure they've had to like make the letters smaller as well just to fit it on. <laughs> um, he was annoying. He was goading us all. Yeah, and uh, well, one thing I will say about Melier is he is I think he's jo- a joint top for clean sheets. Yeah, he is joint top for clean sheets, so you can't argue with that, really. And I don't know that's a whole team thing as well, but there has been moments where he's had to come alive, so fair play. Yeah, no, he's, he's doing doing absolutely fine. No, yeah, no no trouble with him. He's hopefully going to yeah restore his reputation and, yeah, be a be a top, top goalkeeper like we all thought he was. He is. And uh, is. The, co- the corner like you say, was so annoying, like right on half time because it didn't feel like they were getting anywhere near us. 
And I like, ah, oh, just sat down immediately because I was just so annoyed. And I just thought, because at any time that happens to us, it always feels like we're going to go back to Derby semi final playoffs. Like in my head, like I think I'm just so scorned by that. So, yeah, my head goes to a place of worry. Well, because I'd had a drink. <laughs> I wasn't bothered at all. I honestly, I was just like, it's fine. We'll come out second half and, and bang in a couple of goals. I, yeah, I just, I just felt. I, I felt supremely confident. I think definitely drink related. I think if I hadn't had any, I would have been annoyed for sure. I might have still been confident, but I'd have definitely been annoyed. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel a bit embarrassed with sort of being drunk all the time. <laughs> no, no, that's a one off. Well, <laughs> four off. But yeah, about how much I, how confident I am in the team. I, I just, I just didn't, I think. I just, uh, I think I know what I'm seeing. Like I'm, I'm seeing, you know, one of the best teams in the championship we've ever had or, you know, in this, this century, like you compare them to all the other teams that have either been in the playoffs or flirted with the playoffs. And, you know, this is different classes. I think it's much stronger or definitely stronger than Bielsa's squad. So yeah, I, I can't, I can't see why anyone's worried. Like I don't care about the points that we're behind Ipswich. There's so long to go, like plenty of time just need to keep keep doing what we're doing it's all good definitely and Piro's goal in in the second half as well like was it like for you was it the slowest goal you've ever seen it was weird it was weird yeah because it wasn't even in the corner either (laughs) he didn't like I don't I don't think he caught it particularly well but like the keeper was nowhere near it but he did die for it it was it was very odd it was bizarre and like so so many of their players like so throwing the hands down like absolutely livid that it had gone in but you know like it's a great finish because I think it caught everyone off guard at the moment that he was going to hit it and that's why the the keeper was sort of wrong footed and if the keeper's got a slightly blocked view there's an element of seeing a player line up swinging their foot for it and and thinking it's going to go the other way so I can kind of get it but it was just it was weird in real time I just thought there's no way that's going and it's sort of p-rolling towards him yeah yeah I know I think like from where I was uh, I don't know it just yeah, I, I couldn't really understand it. It reminded me a little bit of Valencia's goal in the Champions League semi-finals. I think Mendieta scored, and I think Martin was out of position. I think he was like too far over to the right. It was similar; like he didn't hit it that well, and it didn't go right in the corner. But Martin couldn't couldn't save it and screwed us over. So yeah, reminded me of that sad time. Otherwise, it was a really happy moment. I was obviously thrilled for Piran because yeah, like I say, it's you know. He shouldn't like we shouldn't be discussing as much as we are about the striker situation because I, I just think it's working and maybe maybe it would work better you know who who knows we don't know um, but Farkas Farkas is confident and that's good enough for me. Second for shots on target in the league is Joel Piro. And when like I've thought about this quite a lot actually since we signed him and I and I haven't I haven't talked about it but I do I do sort of think of him not in terms of how he plays and how he is and quality wise but I do think of him a bit like Chris Wood in that Chris Wood in games would just not really do anything and like to to the point where I don't even think his link up play was very good uh, he's <laughs> like his touches were pretty bad but he'd just get in a position and score goals and I think Pirro is like a much more complete player than than Chris Wood is and I think he's going to come good like well he is coming good he scored five goals in eight games or whatever it is like you can't you can't argue with that so yeah, brilliant stuff. Yeah. When do we start calling him Peru? Because I think it's Peru, but I'm not yeah. comfortable calling him in that. I don't know. Give it a few more weeks. 
see how it goes. We'll sort of slowly blend into it. It'll become Peru. Ooh. Okay. Uh, there was a moment where Ruta, like, obviously took it around about 12 players, as he normally does, including the ref. And he played it out to Somerville, and this was on the left-hand side. Oh, it was, I know what it was. It was the effort where Somerville was then through on goal, keeper one-handed saved it onto the post, which is a great save. But I remembered in that moment the pass from, from Ruta. I remember what you said. And I'm sure you said about him, like, the way he passes it in a curved way. Was it, Ruta, you said it about? Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, directly in my view, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, my, that is, like, the <laughs> most beautiful pass. Because the defender, like, had no chance of getting it because he was... He, just the way he shaped it up, it was it was amazing. It was he's incredible to watch. Yeah, yeah, he did the same thing for for the assist for Ant, uh, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly corrected myself. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a great save actually, and the shame for Somerville because I mean he struck that well. It's a bit un- unfortunate to be to be ni- denied his goal after scoring midweek. I was hoping that he'd get on a bit of a run because yeah, I think he can score. Well, I want him to get double figures. That'd be ace. Yeah, bloody love Ruta. Yeah, he's a good lad. And last thing I've really got in my comments was Byram saved one off the line, didn't he? Uh, I didn't realise how close it it was actually from where I was sat in the north stand. So, no, was it off the line? I'm not. I'm not completely convinced. Near enough. Near enough. And I think if if Byram wasn't there, I think the guy at the back post probably nods it in anyway. So he's, he's yeah, he saved a goal with with shrewd positioning. Great yeah. lad. I was trying to think. Like we've had so many young players, obviously that we've lost and they've left the club early, but hardly any have come back. And like Byram's is a like it's a, it's a success story, isn't it? Like I, I was, I mean, it's a bit like Batty coming back. You know, when when Batty came back, he was he came back a, a much better player, even though he was thirty years old and you know, probably passed his best. But he was he was awesome, and yeah, Byram similar. Like I. I mean, I, I rate him a lot higher than I did, you know, when he when he burst onto the scene and um, you know was getting rave rave reviews back then. I think he's I think he's better now. He's he's great. Maybe Byram is the symbol of the re- Renaissance, like you know, like you say, Phillips coming back next year. Could yeah, could be game on. This is the start. <laughs> I haven't got anything else from the game, so I guess we're into player ratings and man of the match, aren't we? I've got something. Well, you meant you almost mentioned it earlier, like the atmosphere being very flat on Wednesday, and obviously the attendance was only thirty-two thousand. Mm. And so I was all all g'd up to have a big old rant about the membership situation <laughs> and ticket prices. But then apparently, apparently they were they put the tickets on general sale at the weekend. And yeah, I heard look what happened! Like it's a free house, a uh, full house, and great atmosphere. And yeah, well, that, that's a turn up for the books, isn't it? It is a shrewd, very quiet move if that's what happened. And I do think as well, like particularly for in hindsight, like particularly a Wednesday night match, they're harder to shift those tickets, I would say. Again, you know, not just the opposition as well, because it wasn't any, a great fixture, but just in terms of like people who've got families and stuff, and it's like you have to arrange yeah. childcare or whatever. And, and so I think that's probably a learning, you know, stick it on general sale and see what happens. And, and the weekend's always going to probably get more people in because like I say you, there were just so many families there it was really good to see so nice yeah no absolutely I'm I'm delighted I, I didn't expect it so yeah I hope I hope that I hope that keeps up for the rest of the season because yeah it was yeah it's just sad isn't it like I had a, I went with a few mates midweek and um, you know like we would have had more people go but like they weren't going to spend 60 odd quid or whatever it is to get a membership yeah. and then 40 odd to, to get a ticket like even, even if they planned on going a few more times later in the season 
like laying out hundred quid to go midweek to, to QPR. Like people aren't going to do that. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, they, they keep putting them on general sale. It's good. Into player ratings, Rocco. You you always keep tabs on this. You're always ready and prepared for this. I am being sarcastic, but you actually look. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> Well, seems I'm seems I was too drunk to remember the game. I might need some help. <laughs> oh dear! But I'm fully prepared. I've put my ratings in. They're all ten. They're all me. ten from your <laughs> beer goggles. Oh dear. Well, do you want to? I mean, obviously, I've done QPR as well. I mean, what I thought was we could do, I could just reel off each player and both the ratings, and if you have a problem with them, or should yeah. we just do brisk? No, let's go for it. That sounds good. Okay, QPR, um, oh, sorry, Melier, eight and seven. Yeah, happy with that. Aileen got a seven for QPR. I think that's all right. Clean sheet. He wasn't, he didn't have a game. Let's move on, yep, seven, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, he was excellent at the weekend. QPR was, still felt like we were recouping from a loss, so I think that's fair. Yeah. Strike, we've not mentioned Strike. He's been my, um, well, he was my man of the match against QPR, so it was amazing, and I just think he's going from strength to strength. I gave him two eights. I mean, I'd happily upgrade him to a nine, but eight maybe sounds a bit more sensible. I think his haircut's, like, growing slightly out of that Michael Jackson face, so (laughs) I would agree with those ratings. Hopefully. Road on, eight, eight. Yeah, I mean, he's great. Like he's He's undroppable, really. I feel like he's a soft, hard man. He's a bit like a Pontus type, isn't he? But but I do love him. He's great. I do. We need to sign him. Absolutely need to sign him. He's he's awesome. Ampadu seven seven. I don't know. Is that a bit harsh? Maybe. I, no. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, seven. All right, go for it. I'm not, gonna give him an eight. No, I want to go for an eight just because I've given him such a high rating in my prediction. So that doesn't work for me. That rocket. Oh no, no. <laughs> Move on. Seven, and then I gave him an eight again. Yeah. I'd be happy to. You're happy with that? Definitely. Yeah. Nine's a bit much, isn't it? Glenn Kamara didn't play QPR, so seven for the weekends. What about giving the goal away? Well, that's he why did... I gave him a seven. Oh. <laughs> I would have given him. I'd have given him an eight, maybe, because oh. he helped with the first goal. You knowing you, Rocco, you'd probably give him a four. That sort of behavior. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll agree with that. Okay. Ooh. James, I gave two sevens. I mean, obviously, he only came on against QPR. Um, so seven, I think, is fine. But seven against Bristol, he got the goal. Should he? Should he have an eight? I'm. Go- I'd say eight. I'd argue eight because I think yeah. he's. I think we we are defaulting to thinking he's a little scum bastard, and everyone and everyone being quite <laughs> harsh on him. But I like him. He's a good. He's a good lad. I totally forgot about that. Let's never mention it again. <laughs> Somerville, eight for QPR. I thought he was our best player apart from strike and road on and then seven against bristol yeah that's fair rutter seven and then eight for the weekend i would go as far as saying rutter and nine against bristol yeah yeah nice one i think georginio i think he was absolutely i mean there's always a resistance to go that higher rating but it was phenomenal. Like, had such a good game. Yeah, agreed. Bamford, um, for when he came on against QPR, I thought he did well. And I've given him a seven for that. Was he on long enough at the weekend to we get a rating? So we haven't given our thoughts on Bamford. So we'll quickly touch on that from the QPR game. I mean, he did well to not have his, his leg cut off, didn't he? Like, jumping out oh, of the way. Oh, God. <laughs> dear. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is, I'm sorry to, to diss Bamford, but it was a bad touch. Like that was a bad touch. He he should have he should have been well clear of the keeper around him. 
and slotting it in. So, yeah, I mean, my dad's saying that it should have been a red card because of the way the keeper came out. I think that's ridiculous, to be honest. But I know a few people have said that. What do you think? I'm with David Dean all the way. So, it's a, like, I can kind of see the psychology of it. You know, when the keeper comes out and he's quite high up and Paddy just, like, jumping out of the way because... He's like just come back from injury. Like the last thing he wants is a, a set of studs through his knee. So I sort of get it, and I and I like that he sort of turned around and owned it up. Uh, sorry, owned up yeah. to the fact, yeah, you know, he hadn't been touched and whatnot. But so then I'm in kind of two minds because he sort of he fell like a ballerina a bit, didn't he? But equally, I kind of get the idea of why he jumped out of the way. So yeah, I mean, I I'm not one to ever down diving, and I don't I don't think he dived to get the guy sent off or anything. No. I, like you say, I I completely. I don't think he was being a cheat. You know, I think he, he did what he did um, legitimately. It's not his fault the ref sent him off. I was disappointed that he didn't, he didn't score from that chance because he was there before the keeper. And I think maybe, yeah, maybe the injury thing sort of played on his mind a bit and he, he was a bit wary of the keeper flying out yeah. with his studs right in his face. And there was a moment <laughs> in, this, in the game at, at Bristol where he was caught in three minds, whether he should run more with the ball, pass it, or shoot, and he ended up just sort of go, doing like a very meek pass, I think it was. Or was it a shot? I can't even remember. I just remember thinking, oh God, that is nothing. Well, we probably yeah, should have scored out a, of this. I just think it was a pass in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Bless him. But yeah, he's he's good. He's a good player to bring on from the bench yeah, very when good. you're winning. Very good. Yeah, he's pretty, he still surprises me how good he is at pressing. But anyway, let's move on. Joel Peru, six and eight. Yeah. Done. Deal. Uh, any of the subs get a rating against Bristol? Anthony, I don't know. Was anyone? Should we, not bother. Can we give Gruev a 10 for that awesome tackle he did? Remember it. <laughs> did oh, he do one? Yeah, it was good. It was a very good, hard, very good, unbelievable hard challenge. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, All right. No, don't put him as a 10 because I definitely haven't put that in our ratings. No one else gets a rating. Cool. Man of the match. Jorginho. All the way. All the yeah. way. I hope Legend. he stays fixed. He had some sort of ice pack on his knee as he was walking down the tunnel, I noticed. and But we have got a break on our hands, which is great. So, well-timed. I can't believe he's not in the France squad. What's that all about? Yeah, I know. They need the new Thierry on Ray, don't they? What? They do. And I'll tell you something else I'm annoyed about. Archie Gray having to go off and play for England under-19s. Like, what is that about? Why have we got an international level under-19s? Like, surely those young players are better off just resting especially the ones that are playing week in, week out. Like, what is the point of him going off somewhere? He'll probably never even make it in the game. This is where I'll check our stats and see the drop-off at, like, this timestamp in the thing. It's like, oh, Rocco's <laughs> back. Negative, Rocco's <laughs> back. I get it, though. It's like, he's 17 years old. You can burn burn people. Burn people? You can burn play- <laughs> You can burn players out, and we don't want Archie burnt out. So, anyway. No. Um, I thought we'd touch on this, Rocco. So... You're hitting a, a birthday milestone during the international break, and you are going on a very special expedition. Where are you going? I am. I'm going on a very, very extravagant, well, it's an extravagant birthday present to myself, and I'm going on a pilgrimage to Uruguay to watch Uruguay play Brazil. Marcelo Bielsa, going to see him again, the great man. I'm very, very, very excited. Cannot wait. That is, uh, yeah, you're mad. And but I absolutely love it. And are you going with you going with your mate? Are you from Canada? Is that right? Yeah, he's uh, he's coming over to meet me. I was gonna just fly on my own. I'm that demented, but uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I've got a friend that's gonna come and 
and join me as well. So it'll be great. Uh, weather's looking good. It's like mid 20s. So yeah, bit of, uh, bit of winter sun, autumn, autumn sun, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be great. What's a bit disappointing is Senior picked up an injury at the weekend. Uh, yeah, so there'll be no emotional reunion between the two of them, um, the two legends. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait. Should be should be a great game because Uruguay obviously play play the type of football we love. And uh, yeah, seeing it up against Brazil will be amazing. So yeah, exciting times. I'm very excited for you and uh, very envious as well. So and I hope you have a great time. I'll, I'll report back. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do some something on the pod with it, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should do. I think it's a special enough occasion. People still like Bielsa, don't they? They still remember him. Oh, yeah. Glorious, man. So on that, I thought I would say I did learn a little bit more German for you, Rocco. And uh, Alice Guter Rocco. Oh, thanks, James. Uh, that means all, all good for your birthday, Rocco. <laughs> Happy 60th birthday, Rocco. I told you it was a milestone. Life begins at 60. That's what they say. Exactly. 60 is a new 40 and all that. But um, yeah, have a, have a great birthday, mate. Uh, safe travels and can't wait to hear you reporting back on our, our good old friend, Mr. Marcelo Bielsa. I probably should have said earlier, my birthday's not actually till November. <laughs> Absolute con. Absolute yeah, con. That means I'm definitely not wishing you a happy birthday in November. Just breeze past it. Well, they're playing Bolivia at home in November. It's not quite as good as Brazil, so that just uh, yeah, shunt it forward a bit. Yeah, you do right. You do right. You've got a very accepting and and loving wife, Rocco. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how I get away with. It. Well, the reason I am getting away with it is because if I wasn't going on this trip, I'd have been going away with work anyway. So that's how I've <laughs> sold it. Yeah, didn't mention the fact that work aren't paying for this one, but anyway, yeah. let's not mention that. <laughs> and we've got no money left. Uh, good stuff. Well, yeah, safe yeah. travels, mate. And um, yeah, we'll we'll be back during the international break um, to cover a few things, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely hear from Rocco on his trip to Uruguay. So yeah, catch you all soon. Network.